Welcome to the KLE Podcast with your host, Sean Smith. Encouraging and equipping leaders with a kingdom mindset to inspire, to influence, and to impact your culture where you are every single day. And now for today's episode. Good morning and welcome to the Sunday message in the Kingdom Leadership Equipping Podcast, (laughs) KLE Podcast and the Kingdom Leadership Equipping Facebook group. Good to be with you again. This is your host, Sean, and let's look at some scriptures that just help us establish ourselves in the Kingdom of God as His family and His sons and daughters. There's so much, I mean, there's so much we can talk about um, in this area, but really what I want you to see continuously, to always keep in mind, always keep in mind, you are citizens of the kingdom of heaven. Your citizenship is there. You are born again, therefore you have the passport. You have citizenship. That citizenship comes with benefits. It comes with responsibilities. There are, uh, there is grace and there is uh, laws to that kingdom that we need to adhere to and live by. The other thing that is very important is to understand that As citizens of the kingdom of heaven, you're not slaves in subjection. You are, in fact, sons who have been adopted, not just legally, but experientially, literally, with the spirit of adoption. You know, there's a difference between legal, just having a piece of paper and saying you are adopted, and having the spirit of adoption, where you actually are incorporated, accepted, and dealt with as a true member of the family. And you are true members of his family. You're members of his body, which means you're members of his family. You're sons of God. That's incredible. That comes with rights, benefits, and responsibilities. And we've got to keep this in mind. Now, today, I want to share a little bit about, just briefly, about reigning in life. Can you reign in life? It's interesting that the word reign comes from the same root word as kingdom, which is to have dominion, to rule, to have dominion. It means to determine. (laughs) And that so that comes with benefits and it comes with responsibilities. You know, if you put a shotgun in a five-year-old's hands, you've got trouble, a loaded shotgun. They're going to blast things all over the place. Anything that moves, they're going to pull the trigger and it's going to hurt them. So there's, there's that responsibility of it, but there will be benefit of it. They can protect themselves, but they don't understand the benefit because they don't understand the responsibility of it. 
my scripture today that I that I really felt just sort of moved on my heart to share with you was Romans chapter 5 verse 17. And Paul says this, for if by the trespass or by the the um the breaking of the boundaries, the breaking of the law of the one Adam Death reigned, ruled, had dominion through the one, Adam. So let's stop right there. Adam was given authority from God. He was given rulership and he was given dominion. He was given real authority, not false authority, real authority. He was given, with that authority came the power to do what was necessary. He didn't need a meeting. He didn't need anything else to, to function in that. That was, he was in the substance of God, made in the substance of God. Given this ability, this right, this benefit, if you may, to represent God on the earth as the God-man, we're told in, in, in Luke that when you look at the genealogy of Jesus, it goes down to that, and it says, uh, it gives the whole genealogy of Christ Jesus until Adam, and it says, Adam, the son of God. So he walked in that sonship, and it gave him rights, it gave him benefits, and it gave him responsibilities. He, his responsibility was to replenish, refill the earth, to be fruitful and replenish the earth. It wasn't just to have kids, which is part of the process, but it was also to reproduce the fruit of God in the earth. Eden wasn't supposed to be in one place. Eden was supposed to cover the whole earth. But Lucifer hated that idea. He wanted control. So he deludes and deceives. And when Adam hands over, when Adam and Eve hand over authority to Lucifer, they commit high treason. It's a high crime against the king of heaven, of the kingdom of heaven. They commit high treason. They betray his trust. And so what happens is they trespass. When they trespass, when they break that law, when they break that trust, when they break that commission, it says, by that, by his sin, by his trespass, by his treason, death reigns through the one. Now, you know, if you look, you can see Adam took another thousand years before he died. So what death is it talking about? I mean, Enoch lived for a couple of hundreds of years. Noah lives for a couple of hundred years. Methuselah lives for like 600, and, I think, or 900 years or something like that. So it wasn't the ah, death, you know, just like putting down the flesh kind of thing where the body dies and you go into the grave. That wasn't the death it was talking about. 
was talking about the death, which was a new nature came in, a nature that separated him from God. A, nat- a, a, a death, a nature, and he lost his creation status. He lost that I am the creator of the cre- the creation of my Father in heaven. He lost that relationship. He lost that that right relationship with with God, his creator, his Father. And he broke that through his betrayal, through his through his treason. He broke that. And now death, as the nature of Satan gets passed from generation to generation to generation. And it now begins to reign. It has preeminence. It begins to rule and reign. It begins to have dominion through that one man's treason, trespass. It begins to get passed on from person to person and and we see it then in Cain and Abel and down through the ages and down through the his- history. We see this nature of Satan arising all the time in man. It's interesting. Jesus says in, in John chapter 8, he says of the Pharisees, he said, You are of your father, the, dev- the devil, and the desire of him you want to do. Listen, we've only got one father. <laughs> but they were totally wrong. They missed the point altogether. They were looking at the physical genealogy. They missed the fact that by nature, they become children of wrath. Ephesians chapter 2 tells us that we become children of wrath. Let me just find that for you quickly. Now, I'm sharing this because... It's not just can you reign in life, can you have victory in life. It's about can we bring others into victory in life. I'm talking to kingdom leadership equipping. So for me, it's like much more than just can you reign. We love to hear about how I can reign. But what are we doing about helping others reign in life? Or can we can we bring them to reigning in life? And in, in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1, he says, And you he made alive when, listen to this, you he made alive when you were spiritually dead and separated from God because of your transgressions and sins. So what we do is we focus on the transgressions and sins, but we don't realize where that comes from. When you're looking across the congregation, when you're looking at people's lives, when you look at your own life, when you look at the mirror, it's not your sins, the things that you do, your transgressions that you do every day. Everybody sins. But it's where it comes from that is the problem, is that when you are spiritually dead and separated from Him, You're spiritually dead and separated from Him. You've got that from your nature. And it says, in which you once walked. You once walked in that. You once walked in those transgressions and sins. And you walked in that spiritual death that reigned in all men 
that reigns in all men. You are following the ways of this world, influenced by this present age, in accordance with the prince of the power of the air, Satan, the spirit who is now at work in the disobedient, the unbelieving who fight against the purposes of God. They don't fight against the purposes of God because it's, you know, they decided to fight against the purposes of God. They can't help it. It's their nature. And it says, among these unbelievers, we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, our behavior governed by the sinful self, indulging the desires of the human nature without the Holy Spirit, the impulses of the sinful mind. We were by nature, listen to this, we were by nature children under the sentence of God's wrath, just like the rest of mankind. Now, this is not talking about just your human nature. This is talking about your spiritual nature. This is talking about your spirit being. And we need to understand, but God made us alive. So we come back. Now let's have a look a little closer at that chapter, uh, verse 17 of Romans chapter 5. And he says, for if by the trespass of the one, death reigned, listen, through the one, much more, much more, say that, much more, much more surely will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in eternal life through the one Jesus Christ. Much more, not just more, much more, will those who receive the abundance of grace, the abundance, the abounding grace, and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through one, the one, Jesus Christ. So can we reign in life? Well, it depends where our focus is. You see, if our focus is still on the results of the treason, if we're still focused on Verse 17, subsection A, for by the trespass of the one, death reigned through the one. Then that's where we are stuck. We are stuck in being subject to. Subject to, even though we're free, even though we, Adam was creation. We've been recreationed, if you may. Romans, um, uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17, we've become new creatures. We begin, we've been recreated in Christ Jesus. All those who come to Christ are new creatures in Christ. It means that we are recreated. Our spirit man has been made alive in the nature of God. And that's what it's talking about. Through the one, much more surely will those who receive the abundance of grace, the free gift of righteousness, will reign in life. In other words, there's a new life within us, a new life in our spirit being. We have the nature of God. Alive is not just being able to jump around and shout and scream and breathe. That, that is one life. That's bios in the Greek, which means life as we live in the physical. In the, in the body. But there is a life that is in the nature, the Zoe life, the eternal life. Eternal life is not just to live forever. It means that I mean, everybody's going to live forever. You're going to either, you know, they're either going to live in eternal condemnation and judgment, or they're going to live in 
the eternal life with in in relationship with God the Father. So everybody's going to live forever. It doesn't, it doesn't matter whether you're saved or not saved. Whether you're saved or not saved, you are going to live forever. You have eternity in your, you are an eternal being. So we need to understand is that we will live forever. So receiving eternal life doesn't mean you live forever. It means the quality of your nature changes. Who you are, the very essence of who you are, your spirit being in an instant. It's the most incredible miracle of all. Is that because of Jesus, you now have a miracle. We we so we we so focused on out, outward miracles, we forget this incredible miracle of the new creation. Old things are passed away. Everything has become new. The old nature has passed away. The old has passed away. The old source has passed away. We have, not, not, not spaghetti sauce, but source, S-O-U-R-C-E. <laughs> Where it comes from has changed. We're not of our father, the devil, anymore. We are now of our heavenly father. We're not sons of God. We're not in bondage to slavery. Because Satan doesn't develop sons, he develops slaves under his tyrannical rule, filled with death. But Jesus comes, and because of Jesus, through the one, Jesus Christ, we can receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness, and we can have dominion, rulership, like a king in life. So through the nature of God within us, we have dominion. Now, the thing about it is if you are teaching and preaching and leading, you can be so focused on what people are doing wrong that you're stuck in 17 subsection A instead of moving to verse 17 subsection B. Much more surely, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift, free gift, you can't earn it, you can't deserve it, you can't work it up, you can't get it by praying more, you can't get it by, by uh, studying more, you can't get it by out on the street more, winning souls, it, it's a free gift, you understand? All of those things come as a result of having it, but they don't get, get you it. The abundance of grace is grace is just that. It's not something that you can earn or deserve. <coughs> Excuse me. It's not something that you can get more of, push and shove and get more of. Purchase more by your actions, by your behavior, by being good, by looking good. Most of the time, people are just trying to look good, to, to look more spiritual than others. And they're not. they just like any of us. So we need to move people into subsections. Stop telling them about the trespass. Stop telling them about the sins and the trespasses that are a result of that human nature. Start telling people about the much more so that they can reign in life. You can reign. You can have. God has given you dominion. It's part of your right. It has responsibility, but it's part of your rights. 
You can have, you can reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. He's come to give you life. He's come to give you life. And we're not just talking about it again, not just being able to live forever. So when I die, I've got my insurance policy. It's talking about ruling and reigning here. Our mindset is going to heaven, dying and going to heaven. God's mindset is rule and reign here, have dominion here. You're my family, and I want you to establish Eden here. Eden is a culture. Eden is the presence, the portal to the presence of God. It's it's that it's a, an atmosphere. It's an environment. <laughs> it's a culture. It's 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 something that becomes that we begin to live and we begin to spread it around the earth that changes things that Peace comes, joy comes, righteousness comes. And righteousness is right relationship with God. That's what it means. So listen to this. The word abundance actually in the Greek means super abundance. Super abundance. Not just abundance. Super abundance. The word is perisseria. Perisseria is the Greek word. And it means to have a super abundance hyper abundance <laughs> over and above abundance so when you it is there when you receive it when you receive the abundance and you receive the free gift of righteousness righteousness is what jesus did for you to set you in right relationship with your father much more so those by, by the treason of Adam, death reigned and it brought everybody down to the same kind of trespass, breaking the law constantly and the behavior out of, out of our nature. You see, you, <laughs> you can't tell a bear not to eat stuff. You, you can't tell a shark not to eat stuff. Uh, listen, shark, um, if you see something, just think twice. It's a, It might be a surfer. <laughs> it's just like the shark's going, wait a minute, that looks like a seal. My it's, it's brain function. It hasn't got a very big brain. Its brain function says, eat. There's food. It's flapping around. It's distressed. Eat. It's its nature. Its nature is, you can see it's got teeth, it's big, it's forceful, it's powerful, it's fast. It races towards that prey, bites, bite, eat, swallow. That's what a shark does. It doesn't do it out of revenge. And, you know, the movies portray all of that, but it doesn't do that. It just goes to eat. When you look at people, I look at people and go, you know, they go, how can you do this? I, I ask that question. So how do people act? How do humans behave this way? But I said, you know what? I understand. They, 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 they are just doing the nature of their father. They're just doing what's in their spirit. They're just doing the death that's in them. They can't help it. We focus on the leaves, but it's not the leaves. It's the root that we need to change. It's the behavior. So can you reign in life? Yes, you can. 
But I want to say to you, you know, it's like if you're standing in front of people, stop telling them about where they're wrong. Stop telling them about the treason and the trespasses. They can't help it. We focus on sin. We condemn sin. I've traveled around all over the place and people are like, they get legalistic. They get religious. You've got to tell people about their sins. No, you've got to tell them about the nature that Jesus has removed and put in. I spoke to one young lady once around a campfire and, and, and I, she says, well, I don't understand God. I said, well, it's easy. Adam messed up. Jesus came and fixed up. Adam removed us from the purpose of God. Adam restored it. Adam, uh, Jesus restored it. Adam took, you know, Adam committed um, treason. Jesus obeyed and subjected himself as God's creation. And he became the firstborn from the dead. From the dead. Uh, it's a whole nother question involved there. A whole nother <laughs> teaching involved there. But I, I want to tell you is that you can reign in life when you begin to understand that much more will you reign if you receive the abundance of his grace and the free gift of his righteousness. Much more will those under your care will begin to change and begin to reign when they understand and receive the abundance of his grace and the free gift of his righteousness through the one Jesus Christ. When they understand that their nature now is to rule and reign, you understand? When they, when they understand that the kingdom rulership is within their nature, kingdom not over people, not over to dom, have dom, dominate people and to condemn people, is to have dominion from within us over the circumstances of life, over the situations that we face, that you can begin to show them what the what Eden looks like. The Eden is where there is God, and God can take care of everything in our lives. Adam wanted for nothing. You can eat all the fruit of the garden. Only just touch not that one thing. And, and that's the same today. Is that we, we can begin to have dominion where we show people what the kingdom is about. And then they begin to question, is like, have I you know, have I received the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness? Those two components, that's what Jesus restored. So that we could come into reigning in life. Ruling and reigning, having dominion, having rulership, having authority. I'm telling you, when I got to understand dominion, man, it's just like to dominate circumstances, to take control over systems, not people, systems of this world. To begin to expand Eden again on the earth. You just think about that. It's it's. It's powerful. That's what we call, that's what we mandated to do. That's why we are on the earth. That's why he put sons on the earth. It's for us to colonize the earth with Eden. To cultivate the earth. To cultivate this world. To, to cultivate it. To guard it. Watch over it. To care for it. And expand it. That's to replenish the earth with it.
That's why we have it. So I really want to encourage you is to shift from verse 17, subsection A to verse 17, subsection B. You can reign in life. And to reign means to have dominion. Its original, its, its origin comes from the word basilia, which is kingdom, the king's domain or the king's dominion or the king's rulership. And we can move into that. We are in that area. You just, much more will those who receive reign in life. Much more will those who receive reign, have dominion, have rulership in life through the one Jesus Christ. He's the king. And through him we rule. It's He got it for us. Amen. So in him we rule and reign. We're so worried about not being in him and, you know, all the sins. And we're pointing out when they knew, start, you know, the thing that I discovered and I tell people this is um, when you're talking to your children, talk to them, not where they are. Talk to them where, where you see them to be, where you want them to be. Talk to them as adults. Don't talk to them like babies. I can say that for wives to their husbands or husbands to their wives as well. But don't talk to your children like they are babies, like they, they don't understand responsibility. Trust them. Talk to them like they're adults. From, from the time my, my boys were 13 years old, I started talking to them like they're adults. Like they're leaders. I started treating them like and gro grooming them or, or training them or nurturing them like they're leaders. And I started telling them how great they are and what, what, and I'm not just talking about, I'm, I never, ever told them, you're a prophet, you're an apostle, you're a prophet. I never told them that. I, I could see things, giftings in their life. And so what I did was I nurtured them and began to tell them, you know, teach them the principles, teach them you're not subject to any man's control.